making it look like you were saying the words but I but they were coming from me you weren't doing that at all you, you your jaw was spasming well I, was, I mean i was trying spasming you were doing a bad approximation of an 80s martial arts movies overdub yes that's exactly what i was going for really <laughs> yes really yes really yes that's bad you're a bad man bad man floppy that's your name i'm gonna wear it out because it's bad <laughs> this is hack the dino i'm ben rosenthal one half of the uh, brilliant uh, podcast, Hack the Dino Gaming Cast. And I'm joined by someone who thinks this joke is funny to the podcast listeners, but all they can hear is... Because his big old lips smack together because he thinks he's being hilarious. Hey, big lips, why don't you introduce yourself without spitting everywhere? Well, that's hey, not man. very nice. That's not a nice way to talk to Anto. I wasn't. I was talking to... Big Lips McGee, who's just over in the corner there. Oh. Hey, Big Lips, hey, how's things, hey, buddy? Hey, hey, Big Lips. Hope your lips are... Didn't see you over there, that was weird. Try some collagen. <laughs> there you go, Big Lips, everyone. Big lips. That's just Big Lips just trying to say yeah. hi. Yeah, thanks, Big Lips. Um, and we're also joined by Anto. Anto's back, he's here. Uh, he's ready for any assassination that you have, uh, any assassination need. If you if you have someone who um, needs a good old... Dying? Uh, Anto's your I was about to say a really bad... Not. I was trying to think of a word for dying or murdering, and I was about mm-hmm. to say boinking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not... That doesn't work. Yeah, well, no, that's... I'm not up for that. That's prostitution, and I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> not legal paid. either. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a great time. <laughs> uh, but Anto, jack of all trades, really, you know. No, I uh, going to say jack off of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't know. No. Uh, no. no. So, Anto, who have you been uh, jacking off slash boinking slash killing? Jeff Kennedy. Nice. Good. Well done. Yes, thank you for that. Appreciate it. G.E.F. Kennedy. I uh, I actually got that on one of my uh, frequent uh, killer cards. I I had four assassinations. Fifth one was free. So, thanks for that, Anto. That's all right. So, what are we we doing here? What are we... we, What's the meaning of all this? 42? No. 47? No. It's 40-something. We are standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving at 900, miles million, 100, 900 million miles per hour. It's orbiting at 1,900 miles a second, so they reckon. A like sun that is the source of all our power. When you have to think about something hard, mm-hmm. one, eye, one eye closes, the other one like rolls back into your head. <laughs> it's really disturbing. <laughs> yeah, but it goes up. Like, uh... I actually think I got that off a doctor who used to do the same thing. Like quarter off of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was contagious. It's called it was syphilis. <laughs> anyway, uh, tonight we're talking about things that aren't uh, 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 transmitted, <laughs> but also have something to do with the reproductive organs. Eggs. No, that was last no, show. Was last we're talking about. I get confused. But uh, but if you have some gems up there, they could be eggs. Yeah. That you poop out be... to if uh, smuggle them into uh, the country. We're going to be talking about PS2 hidden gems. If you hadn't. Deducted, that's what Ben was talking about. Yeah, I was talking about smuggling them up your clacks, 
Up wow. your what? <laughs> this went real bad real quick, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you surprised? Why are you ever surprised? I, I'm optimistic. You know me. I'm an optimistic guy. I always think things are going to go really well and I always see the best in things and then <laughs> this happens every week. <laughs> well, we're also going to be quizzing on your face. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're talking about um, other things. Retro that, challenge. Retro. Oh, yeah, the retro challenge. Uh, I've, That's a thing that we do. I've got some news. If you would like to follow the retro challenge, be sure to head on over to hackthedino.com uh, and click on the TikTok or the Instagram. I often put up videos of when basically me goes out and does some hunting because it's these true. other two don't really uh, send me any footage that I can or edit. Or have up. full-time jobs that don't allow to do that. I have a full-time job. Yeah, but Yours is half as on the road. <laughs> oh, only one day a week. I put the effort in. You can drive. I spend my weekends. Don't have small children. <sighs> Neither do I. <laughs> What's my excuse? Social anxiety and laziness? Well, that's a more relevant excuse. Yeah, that's fair. Unless the kids, you can take them with you. Hey, go find Dad some expensive stuff. Your little hands can get in those deep, dark crevices. <laughs> Whoops. But Floppy. Yes, mate. We are uh, currently mm-hmm. um, four months in to the $20 retro challenge. Now, do you want to explain to... Well, the- we're like three months in. Well, it's the fourth month. It's we're at the start of the fourth month, so we're three months, a few days. Um, can you explain to the new listeners and viewers and those who have um, sure. horrible memento-like memory problems what the oh, twenty dollars <laughs> retro challenge okay. is? So we took part. Well, we are taking part in a twenty-dollar retro challenge, which was which means in January, start of the year. Uh, ben, uh, Anto, Braden, and myself, uh, we went out for a day. Mm-hmm. We all had twenty dollars each, and we are to purchase things. That we can either resell or trade up. But it is a retro challenge. But So it must be things from 2008 and before. I know. Because um, the definition of retro for he- us here at Hack the Dino and basically everyone is it has to be 15 years after release date. Mm. So Which would make it 2008. 2008 or earlier. Continue. Uh, and so we continue for the entire year to trade up or sell the things that we have found. Adding no more money of our own but only using what we get from the retro challenge. That's right. So if, like, say... You buy something for $3 and you sell it for 10 You've made $7 profit. you made $7 and you can add that to your kitty. Yep. Uh, then at the end of the year, you find people in the chat at home watching can uh, vote on the coolest item that has been found, mm. traded for or bought for by mm-hmm. us, the hosts. It's not the most expensive thing. It's not the uh, amount of things. if it was the most expensive thing, Ben would win. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, but, uh, yes, it's... The thing you think is the coolest uh, item. Yeah, the coolest. Yeah. Uh, so what let's kick it off. you think the coolest is. Exactly. Anto? So basically, I think uh, the challenge will stop uh, towards the end of November or halfway through November. Ooh, sure. We'll present our findings and we- then it's uh, November, half of November and December to vote because Sounds we need voting time. Yes. Anto? Hello. How are you going with yours? Um, I have $7 left of my initial 20 because I haven't sold anything. Seven dollars. Yeah, I spent twelve. Oh, what have you purchased? Uh, hang on, wait. What did I did I spend twelve? No, you didn't. You spent three on the Diablo book. No, yeah. I have seventeen dollars left. Oh right, there we go. Cutting his lunch, mate. Um, yeah, I bought the Diablo two strategy guide, like on the day. Guide on the day. Um, it hasn't moved. I'm just gonna bring it to the toy fair, see what happens. So you can trade Try it for something instead. Make it for a bit of money or trade it. Um. Oh, someone in the chat, mate. So, I, oh, mate, uh, Sino Patilk. Sino Patilk. <laughs> um, 
I could sell it to Ben for a grand. <laughs> you know, um, um, I came up with that joke like I, minutes beforehand and I was trying to hold in the laughter and I did it until you lost it. <laughs> I did message, I think it was, I think it was you two in the Discord, uh, in the host Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was last week. I was like, oh, I've, I've got something for the retro challenge. I bought Yoshi's Woolly World on Wii U and then I was like, hang on a minute, this came out in 2013. Uh, <laughs> that would have been good though. See, I was contemplating, oh, do we give it to him? But 2013 no, but too... to be fair... $45 game for one ninety nine. It's not bad. Very good. Uh, <laughs> Synoptic, maybe you should, after the show, shoot uh, Anto her message through Our Discord. Discord. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. Or, or Final or, Fantasy fourteen, Or his only, his only fans account. <laughs> yeah. Just don't. It's a different kind of shooting that goes on there. Yeah, it's, um, it's only fans, not only fans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes! Like it. You better make that. No. That is, that is now your only fans account. <laughs> yeah, only fans. Uh, Floppy, how are you going? Uh, I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. I started out with my twenty. I bought and I bought and I bought Ball a bunch of VHS. Um, oh, the Beauty and the Beast VHS you bought. So I traded three VHS for a Street Fighter game on the 360, the anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have recently sold that, so I'm, I'm doing good. I've still got some other VHS. I now found some Robotech graphic novels and books, one of which I've sold. So I am now, uh, when I receive the money for that one, I'll be sitting on. 50 bucks plus stuff to sell still. Oh, that's great. That's really good. Uh, Brayden doesn't He's so have... patronizing. Oh, that's really good. I'm that's... trying. Ooh. I'm honestly trying to be supportive because it's I... so cute. No, I understand the position that everyone's in because I didn't even think that we would... Well, I would be in this position. I Actually, I didn't think you would either. So I will go into my position at the moment. I'm going to go on record and say I absolutely expected you to be close to this position. Um... So I will just sort of uh, just give Braden's update. Uh, Braden said no meaningful updates. Uh, so last we heard from Braden is that they bought a record for a dollar and sold it to their father for two dollars. <laughs> so that's the kind of um, that's the, the meaningful progress Braden's been making. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so mine is long and arduous. I have been. Just <laughs> <laughs> mine, but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I have been uh, keeping track of all my purchases and all my sales. I had to, quite frankly. Um, And I say this in a non-break. I'm being completely earnest here. You can't say this in a non-break. I know I can't, but I'm really trying to. Just say it. So in a non-braggy way, I am trying to make sure that I keep track of everything and I have been keeping track of it and giving updates in the newsletter which I give a much more uh, in-depth rundown so if you do want to see uh, how I'm going be sure to head on over to uh, hackthedino.com follow us on TikTok follow us on Instagram where I put up videos when I go on my hunts and uh, also subscribe to the newsletter his lovely lady hunts now <laughs> that's a different one actually as of uh, previous week uh, so I believe I spoke about how I found a Digimon Pendulum Cycle, as well as two other Tamagotchis in a uh, toy box in a like disposal place. So it was a kid's toy box with heaps of stuff in there. Mm. And I bought that for $40. Um, so just the two Tamagotchis and the Digimon Pendulum Cycle, uh, I sold all three of them for $240. Uh, I bought, spent $40 on them. So I made $200 profit there. Uh, at the Brighton Markets, I purchased a box of cards for $10. And so far from that $10 box, I've made $65. Uh, so $55 profit there. Uh, and 
I realized I haven't updated this, but that's okay. I'll just go into the main thing. So I went back to where I got the previously mentioned Digimon and Tamagotchis and decided to go through this uh, toy box, kids toy box again. It was obviously a kids toy box from the 90s. I pulled out a couple of uh, Looney Tunes figures, uh, a couple more Polly Pockets, and then I found this handheld device, uh, this red and, and silver. Went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the red I came off. I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, kid show. Uh, no, no, it, it was a little handheld with a screen on it, an, uh, an LED screen, uh, a pixel, pixel screen. So LCD. I. Sorry? LCD. LCD, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I did a reverse image search on it, and it came up, it was a Pokemon digital scanner or something like that. Digimon? Pokemon? Uh, Digimon, sorry. Digimon uh, scanner. Something. It's a lie. It was basically, you know the little uh, Poke Walkers that you can yes. get uh, from Sword and Shield? Uh, no, so no, no. Gold and... Heart, heart, Gold and Soul Silver. That's the one, thank you. Um, basically that, but for Digimon. Mm. So I uh, looked it up and went, oh, that's what it's called. Looked it up on eBay and went, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I quickly picked up a couple of other things, bundled them all together, walked up to the counter and said, oh, I'll grab these, please. And he goes, okay, I'll just look up on eBay um, to see how much they are. And I went, um, <clears throat> anyway, long story short, I got the bundle for $30. This scanner, as well as some other bits and pieces. Uh, I put the Digimon scanner up on eBay. It sold last weekend. The auction mm. ended for eight hundred and twenty dollars. Eight hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, so eBay obviously took out their fee, which was one hundred and ten dollars, which left me with a profit. Which you really can't be angry about at the uh, what with, with your markup on that. So basically, something I bought for th well, technically under thirty dollars, I. Uh, made uh, over $600, close to $700 off it. Uh, which brings my total at the moment to $1,377 from $20 from the start of January. So... The story on how Ben got that can be found by uh, being a Patreon member. <laughs> <laughs> I should actually. Dealing in the chat, the fact that he's got a lot of money doesn't mean he's going to get anything cool. That's right. He could just end up buying a boring, shitty game. No, I could. I could buy something. Now you that guys get to. The cool thing is, you guys get to vote on it. Exactly. I might find something for forty bucks yep. that trumps his thirteen hundred dollar thing. Exactly. And uh, you know, I, I'm 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 going to keep going. I, I do have my eye on something. Uh, those of you who do read the newsletter, <laughs> see, see don't spoil it. As an elderly luxury cat. <laughs> I've got three of them. You can have one. Don't... Uh, for those of you who've read the newsletter and know what I'm aiming for, don't mention it. I want it to be a bit of a surprise. I uh, do have my eye on something that I want to get and I just have to wait for one to become available. There is a surefire way of me winning, by the way, in the chat. Oh, yeah? And how's that? All I have to do is buy a copy of Bounty Hunter and Townsy Ashew as I win. <laughs> no. No. It, that would be so funny because he would get so angry. <laughs> I actually... I don't care. <laughs> I got over. I've got almost fourteen hundred dollars. Oh, by the way, I've got stuff that's already been sold, but I haven't collected payment from yet. Um, so once I get the payment from those people, that'll be another fifty dollars. So I'll have over fourteen hundred dollars. 
I've got a little thing to add to this, mm-hmm. actually. So yep. we were having a discussion before, and I, I, I have a moral or ethical... Quandary. Quandary when it comes to purposely finding things cheap and then selling them for more. I don't like doing it. That's what you get for having a soul. Uh, I don't I don't feel good about it. Like, I don't mind if I make a little bit of money. I don't like selling things for a lot that I found very, very cheap. The fact that I sold a book for 20 bucks that I found for 50 cents, I feel a bit gross. Scandalous. I'm going to try <laughs> to... Look at this, this is guy's going like <laughs> rookie numbers. <laughs> Got to put uh, those numbers up. <laughs> I'm a... Am I going to try and trade instead? Ooh. Really? Yes. That You've just made it a lot harder. I know. And possibly a lot more meaningful at the end of the year when you present what you've managed to trade up to that level. Correct. That's what I'm going to try to do. I don't it's know how bad. well I'll go. But, yeah, if, if you really like VHS, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> do you know what my game plan is? What's yep. that? As of right now. <laughs> What? Sell all your Digimon? No, no. It's to find something that you two think is the coolest thing, so I win the moral victory. (laughs) I always lose the moral victory. (laughs) I'm going to trade up to peace on earth and goodwill towards all. I'm going to trade up to hopefully bring around the uh, second coming of the Antichrist. So look forward to that. Floppy! Very topical considering the weekend it is. (laughs) Yeah, oh my god. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. He had yes, it coming. Mate. All right, we got another. You little... didn't know him. You didn't know him. You can't take offense. We, I wasn't offended. <laughs> I wasn't offended at all. Uh, we have a topic, though. We do have a topic. Uh, we're going to talk about hidden gems from the PS2 era. Oh. Where were they hiding? People's shelves. Behind the couch? Behind it's the generally couch. Generally, where things are when Basically, I Basically, games on the PS2 that you might not have played, didn't particularly sell super well. But I think, I want to say again, my hidden gems, things that I think are quite cool and worth playing. Did you just say ladies and germs? No. God. Hidden gems, you weirdo. God. <laughs> um, okay, now, I think I'd... Yeah. Do you want to talk about the first one? Sure. All right, you can talk about the first one. I'll give you a hint. Warriors, come out and play. Uh, Talking about the Warriors by Rockstar Games that was originally on the PSP before being ported to PS2. It's based on the 70s movie with the Warriors uh, being a prequel to the movie of the same name, depicting the origins of the street gang and looking at the larger-than-life characters in more detail. Do you know this film? I do. I I do enjoy this film. Yes. Uh, It's the hero's journey, but through gangland 1970s. Yeah. Um, But their version of an apocalyptic semi-future. It's great. Yeah, which is like gangs were everywhere. Yep. And you're a part of the gang or you're nothing. Yes. Uh, The journey to meeting with Rift's leader, Cyrus, was handled by a brawler-style mechanic that let you take on the gang's various rivals in hand-to-hand combat. There are mini-games for stealing car radios, robbing stores, and spreading your gang's graffiti tag everywhere... Uh, everywhere that capture what have you written here tag everywhere that captures the feel of the movie oh, while expanding on the original games story capture the feel of the movie yep uh, providing a deeper look at the warriors themselves I'm not sure if you can tell suck at writing I, I can tell numerous times <laughs> uh, cool game I liked it enjoyed it fun time I never finished it I really should go back and finish it I never finished it either but that's not surprising for me I also like their outfits for the warriors yep yep that is cool very cool. Oh, yeah. Vomiting. Puking. That's a good time. <laughs> Recommend puking. But yeah, definitely a hidden gem. Like, uh, it isn't one... That I don't think it... I don't. I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Right. 
Uh, it's got a little bit, a lot of that early GTA vibes when you, you are encouraged to do things like steal and you know graffiti and viciously beat people that were just vomiting. Yeah. Uh, that's you how you. That, it's that's, all a good time, really. That's how you uh, uh, defeat the uh, viruses in the stomach, in the in the bloodstream. <laughs> yeah, by beating them with fists. Beat them. Beat um, them out the actual combat was really quite for a PS2 game, quite fluid. Like mm-hmm. it was really fluid. It was really quite no fluid. Um, what was coming out of that guy's mouth? Oh yes, that's right. Um, but yeah, really quite quick paced and just like it was fun. Mm. It was fun. Um, so yeah, Warriors. Don't, have you played Desanto? Um, I remember playing it when I was younger. Um, we didn't get a PS2 for a while, so I played it at a friend's place. Were you um, familiar with the film? No, not at the time. Uh, I have since seen the movie. Um, but yeah, when this came out, I, you know, my opinion of it as someone who had a GameCube and was like, oh, well, this is the best system in the world. Um, Correct. So much like now? Nah, Dreamcast. Okay. <laughs> Incorrect. Um... What was I saying? Yeah, so like my opinion of it was like it just felt like GTA and it wasn't really my thing. Um, but yeah, I think I'd probably enjoy it more now. Hmm. That's a good game. Good movie too. All right, number two. Cool. Number two is Transformers. Now, this was uh, out before the war for Cybertron and the fall of Cybertron. They're on the PS3, 360. Uh, so most video game adaptions of Transformers before that and, and after that, let's face it, Pretty bad, mm-hmm. except this one. Like the movies. So Melbourne House created the 2004 Transformers title on PS2. It was a very good game, arguably better than High Moon's games in the War for Cybertron 4 for Cybertron. Uh, it was spread across a range of large open levels, which actually made use of vehicle modes. So you could pick from three different Autobots, Optimus Prime, Red Alert, and Hot Shop, uh, to go on some very challenging mission- missions with many ending in a difficult boss battle against a notable Decepticon, Starscream. Why is Optimus Prime at the Aztec Temples? Why would he be like? He doesn't have to just be in a city, but he can sorry. fly everywhere all over the world. So, why are you asking me to remember the narrative? I no, don't no. Remember. So, what I, what I want to point out is that he's not really car size here. No, like he's he's very human sized for someone who's also a big truck. Yep. Why? Because because it's a game and it doesn't matter. Oh well, okay, good point. It's, it's an alien that can that's a robot that turns into a car as well. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. It's he just, great. He just needs to be able to stomp down those trees instead <laughs> of running into them. Um, now, each Autobot had strengths and weaknesses and a minicon feature, which was very cool. Uh, so minicons were tiny little collectible robots that could add sorts of uh, user con- uh, configurable powers to the heroes, grant better firepower. Oh, so buffs. Yeah, essentially. High jump, so on. Um, in the in the cartoons and, and things like that, the minicons would quite often turn into weapons right. that they that then the bigger Autobot or Decepticon could wield, uh, which was very cool, or an engine, something like that, that could allow them to go faster, do better things. Uh, you could even equip a hang glider power that allowed a limited amount of flight. Cool. But yeah, very, very cool. A lot of fun. Flying it's one trucks. that I don't own. Who gives sucks. a flying truck? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, it's one that I don't own, and I would like to. So if you ever see Transformers 2004 on PS2, let me know. Was Toy it, Fair is in a couple of weeks. Toy Fair is in a couple of weeks. Is it just called Transformers? I believe. Yeah, I don't think there was a tagline underneath it. I think it was just called Transformers. Nah, the easiest way to find this one is to look for the Atari logo, because they published yes, it. that's right. I published by Atari. Okay, cool. I'll look for it when I'm out searching retro goodness. Next one. This one. Am I doing this? Yeah, this is for you. Okay, I've never played this one nor heard of it before. Ooh, uh, the I've Suffering. That on the show. <laughs> one of the most disturbing and violent action horror titles ever made, The Suffering was a great third 
third-slash-first-person adventure that put you in the role of a convicted mor- uh, murderer, <laughs> Talk, who allegedly murdered your wife and child. Talk is sent to Abbott State Penitentiary, which gets hit by an earthquake, unleashing all sorts of hellish creatures. The suffering featured some great creature design, not surprising as they were created by Stan Winston! Yeah, The makeup cool effects that? master behind Aliens, Terminator, and Jurassic Park, which I watched today on VHS. Which one? First one. Jurassic Park? Or, no, I mean, which out of those movies you just listed, which one? Oh, sorry, Jurassic Park. Okay, I watched, I watched this morning on VHS while I was doing stuff in my games room. Nice. Uh, each creature personified a method of execution used on the, pre- uh, on the prisoners of Abbott State over the years. So... You can see the ones that have like blades, mm-hmm. sort of like beheadings and things like that. They or were killed ones, by vampires. There were ones that have like giant needles. Oh, cool. That have so, like, oh, it was ugh. terrifying. Um, this was one of the first games that really scared the heck out of me. Yeah. And like the beginning of the game when you're in a jail cell and you come out of the jail cell and it's really atmospheric and all of a sudden you just see some legs get dragged up into an air vent. It was, oh. Nice. Nah. Nice. Um, uh, there were some genuine scares, and the mixture of shotgunning creatures and solving various puzzles worked well, all supported by a good story. So, yeah. was it all a dream? Yeah, was it Mario woke up at the end. Yep, thought so. Yeah, freaking Mario! Someone give him some Nyquil or something. Such a good Stop game. Having nightmares. Uh, number four, hidden gem on the PS2, Fahrenheit, also known as Indigo Prophecy. I can't remember where it was known as which, but it has two names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Fahrenheit came from Quantic Dream. A uh, studio that made Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls. Uh, like the later games. What are they making now? Quantic Dream. Were they in the process of making? Yeah, like, they're in the process of making some high-end thing. I can't remember what it is. Cool. Anto, can you do a quick search to see what Quantic Dream are working on at the moment? I can indeed. I apologise to the podcast listeners for, for the, the insane mechanical keyboard noises that are about to happen. It was largely a it was largely a glorified quick time event, but it also had a little more gameplay, and the story was intriguing enough to like draw you in. Um, when you when your first moments in the game are spent hiding a dead body of your own handiwork uh, before a police officer finds you, you know you're in for something a little bit special, and that's what Fahrenheit was. Cool. Uh, it was a game with plenty of depth in its story and interesting characters, uh, and they made it a definite recommendation if you missed it. Speaking if you, of, if you never heard of it, if you've never played it, it's definitely worthwhile, especially if you like Contact Dreams other stuff. Speaking of depth in stories, their mm-hmm. next game is called Under the Waves. Ooh. <laughs> Are they not working on anything else? Uh, not that I can see. Oh. oh, wait, hang on. Working on three new games. Hang on. <laughs> Nothing. I mean three. Star Maybe Wars I'm... Eclipse. That's what it is. Which one? Star Wars Eclipse. That ah. big multi-MMO yep, Star yeah, Wars yeah, game yeah, that'll yeah. come out in 20 years. Yeah. That and Under the Waves and something else that I can't find a name for. Cool. All right. Sweet. Next. Next. Next is you. Oh, is it? Good. 13. Oh, Uh, One of the first cel-shaded titles, 13 took cues from Jet Set Radio, fantastic game, but Mm -hmm. was a first-person shooter set in a comic world. As the agent only known as 13, you had to progress through various comic-style levels to uncover a sinister conspiracy. The game was a traditional first-person shooter based on an 80 comics book of the same name. You play the amnesia-suffering protagonist accused of murdering the president. Oh, sorry, wrong trailer. (laughs) And spend most of the game trying to clear your name. He did that on purpose. Finding out that you're actually a part of a group called the XX, which plans to take over the government. How good does this look? Eh. Uh, the action is slick, comic pi- uh, pile, comic panel style, with with kill oh, fuh, fuh, with kills <laughs> popping up as separate panels. 
The core gameplay also mixed in stealth with silent weapons for covert kills, and the special sixth sense allow 13 to hear where enemies were via an on-screen tap-tap-tap-tap-tap comic so, effect display. Yeah, so it looks like when comics write their sort of sound effects mm-hmm. on the panels, it looks just like that. It's so good. I now have this on PS2, mm-hmm. GameCube, uh, PS4. <laughs> I played the Xbox version, I think. Yeah, oh, it's I, I love it. Like it, Some of the remakes did not get favorable reviews or anything like that uh to me i think it's a hidden gem like i you love liked this game. the remake didn't you? i did yeah. i did i enjoyed it i thought it had it had some quirkiness about it which was like kind of janky but janky in a quirky way yeah right as like you little things like if i was i was standing at a door and an npc needed to be at the door so the game made me all of a sudden just be standing on top of his head nice like just funny little weird things like that. it wasn't great it wasn't game breaking or anything like that Cool. But I love the cell shaded looks. I think they look awesome. I've always been a fan of cell shaded games like Borderlands, this Zelda, everything. Hmm. I was going to say like it's it's games like this and Wind Waker which prove Wind Waker. that you know overall like graphical fidelity is going to hit a point where we're not going to care too much and it's going to come down to style. Dude, I think we're already there. Yeah, we're I already think, there. Where I you think don't we've been there for a while, honestly. I think Minecraft has definitely proven that you don't have to have the most uh, amazing graphics to be a hit game that mm. everyone loves. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, I think that sort of peaked with Wind Waker when people were up in arms that it wasn't a mature-looking oh, game. a 3D game. Exactly. And then Wind Waker came out and it's one of the best Zelda games out there. How good did they use the comic book um, yeah, it's pretty good. in this? Like, the kills and stuff. They're amazing. For, sorry for the podcast listeners. Uh, when you kill someone, it pops up like little panels in a comic book um, just for a visual reference of what you did to them. This, <laughs> this came out at a really good time for like console first person shooters like this came out i think it was shortly after halo or halo 2 yes correct and then you know uh, there was another one called black where the bullet effects were really really good for the time yeah and another one called dangerous dave what is that a cousin of serious sam (laughs) serious sam i don't know why i thought it was dangerous dave wow i meant serious sam dangerous dave that's my dad (laughs) dangerous And so can you just look up Dangerous Dave and see if that was an actual game? I'm afraid to see what will come up if I Google that. I reckon it's a real game. I reckon it's a DOS game. My dad, Dangerous Dave, with my mum, Joyful Jenny. I reckon it was a DOS game, and I've just crossed wires because I'm old and tired. Yeah, sure. Oh my god, yeah, it was a DOS game, Dangerous Dave. There you go. All right. See? Done. See, there you go. That's what happens when you get old, kids. Your brain starts to misfire, and you remember things not in the right order. Wow. Hazardous Hank says Townsy in the chat. Um, <laughs> next <Hank>. one. <laughs> next one was a. Uh, evil cackling. Ethan. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't know. I'm just coming up with stupid things happening to people with names. I think he's lost it, mate. <laughs> so do I. <sighs> okay, next one. So, number six on the list. Oh, these are not in any specific order, which is cooler. There's just there's a list of 10. Yep. Uh, numbers is, are good for SEO. This one. The Thing. Uh, so one of my favourite movies of all time as well is Quite John Carpenter's The Thing. Fantastic. Uh, so this came out of nowhere being a random video game of a 20-year-old movie. Uh, but The Thing was surprisingly good. Instead of focusing on the actual events of the movie, the game took place a few days afterwards where a team of US soldiers were sent to investigate Outpost, Outpost 31, which is where the movie was taking place, uh, before venturing to other facilities as they discovered the truth behind alien invasion. Uh, the game used an AI teammate system, giving player character Blake plenty of allies. These allies were made up of engineers, soldiers, and medics, and their skills were used to progress through uh, various locations. 
The film's focus on fear and mistrust was also used in the game to like really great effect. The characters would become infected, meaning Blake would have to find and enlist the services of other survivors. Um, but if you also did things that looked too suspect, they would turn on you thinking that you were the infected one. Nice. The AI would have them turn on you and attack you. So you had to be careful at how you went out. You couldn't just run around with a gun handing out, like firing at people because they'd be like, well, he's clearly infected and crazy. Uh, yeah. So that, that was cool. Um, where did I get up to? Blake discovered the truth and after battling an army of uh, alien beasts using guns, flamethrowers and other methods, he located the alien ship and did battle with the big bad thing itself with the help of none other than Kurt Russell's McCready. Didn't he die though? Yeah, this, like, this canonized the fact that he survived and was just out here in the wilderness. Yeah, it was kind, oh, of, really? it was kind of ambiguous. No, yeah. oh, okay. Because they had it, like, what's his name, who survived at the end? He doesn't have any hot air coming out when he speaks, whereas mm. McCready did. And that sort of set up that he was the thing. Yes. I don't know. I, I yeah. read articles. Anyway, good movie. You should play the game. It's fantastic. Definitely watch the movie if you haven't Definitely. seen it. Do both. Uh, Dark Cloud. A definitive cult classic RPG, Dark Cloud mixed the genres of RPG and RTS into one package, and it was a unique and hugely enjoyable RPG, as well as a hugely enjoyable package. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it was timed perfectly. Uh, As protagonist Rowan, you had to face all sorts of procedurally generated dungeons fighting the forces of an evil genie in order to rebuild the world and its villages. Using his Georama mode, Georama! Sounds like a Pokemon. Uh, You could place various elements you acquire from dungeons, such as trees, houses, and so on, and rebuild the landscape, including the villagers themselves. Can you, like, give them a tree arm? Yes. Uh, Or maybe if they have to go to the hospital, you can give them a triage. Once returned, villagers could then instruct Rowan on rebuilding the area, and once the village was complete, after meeting various requirements, you could proceed to the next village, advancing the quest. Dark Cloud used a weapon leveling system instead of a character leveling system. That's pretty cool. And the more a weapon was used, the more powerful it became. That's a really cool system. Mm. Uh, these needed repairing after a lot of use, and custom weapons could be created. That sounds cool. I like that. I'm, but again, I'm also the type of person who really enjoys the fact that uh, weapons break in Breath of the Wild. So, oh, I don't. I think weapon degradation. This is a stupid segue to go on, or tangent is the better word. Weapon durability needs to be a thing, because if not, you're just going to be sitting and dropping weapons all the time and picking up new ones and trying to manage your inventory too much. It's just, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, no, and well, I think it exposes you to lots of different weapons. Like when I play a game, like, yeah, I get a weapon, a sword, and I go, yeah, this is my sword. I'm going to use this sword. It's the master sword. I'm going to use this sword. And then you, you just don't experience any of the other gameplay. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. You played the heck out of this, didn't you, Anto? I'm still trying to convince Coda to play it because it's... I, I, I've i tried to sell it to her by saying this is like Final Fantasy meets Stardew Valley. And that's a really, you know, in my mind, a really good way to put it. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, is cool. this an expensive game? Nah, not now. No, oh, okay. Um, it used to be quite pricey. Um, I picked up my copy when I was in the UK. Uh, I spent the equivalent of about $130 on it. Wow. Um, Back when? Oh, 2011, 2012. Wow. I'm not um, telling you what I paid for mine then. <laughs> no, now on. you can pick it up for maybe, if you know, if you're lucky, $30, $40. Floppy? 
Less than that. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but I did get an ex-rental copy, so it has got the rental sticker and stuff on it. And the, the, the book inside is, like, taped to the case. Yeah, so you don't lose it, buddy. Yeah, but, you know. It's what I do to all my Nintendo manuals. I stick them all to the cases. On the outside as well, so I can <coughs> reference it easy. <laughs> all right, next. All right, next one next. is... Next. Oh, next one is Everblue. This has got a pretty case. Mm. That's not the only reason that you should play it's this blue. game. blue. It is blue. It's ever blue. Uh, it it's beautiful. Nice so it's a first-person game set underwater. Think Abzu meets mm-hmm. Subnautica, but 15 years beforehand. I do not rate Abzu that highly, but anyway. Uh, well, you don't have to. you just got to rate this one highly. Okay. Uh, the player takes the role of a scuba diver salvaging items from sunken ships and photographing underwater wildlife while either avoiding or confronting, uh, confronting predators like sharks. The game also features an inventory system for collected objects, healing items, weapons, and tools, as well as an above-water town with shops and NPCs. So mm. you can actually get out and you know upgrade things and buy new um, gear and stuff like that. But it really does have that Abzu part where it's more like uh, an exploratory um, and quite serene. Mm-hmm. But then you have you know some puzzles and some areas, and there are predators, of course. But like yeah. sharks, like sharks and other predators, big sharks. There. Yeah, but it's just really cool. It's a really cool. Uh, it has quite, you know, like I said, there's some very relaxing, very chilled vibes to it, and then there's some not so parts. Not so parts. No, not so chilled parts. But yeah. All right, next uh, number nine, Dropship United. This Drop is sh- a weird one. <laughs> it is. Uh, cool. Dropship United Peace Force is a combat flight sim released exclusively for the PlayStation 2. You assume the role of a pilot in a United Peace Force, a fictional multinational military organization charged with combating terrorism and organized crime across the world. The game itself is set in 2050 and features a number of futuristic aircraft, including including agile fighters, a slower transport aircraft... Oh. That was a f- and slower transport aircraft. Yeah, I thought they were Doom Marines for a second. Well, it's got very Halo vibes as well. The game is also the game also features levels where you drive military vehicles such as armored personnel carriers. Unlike many science fiction fight simulator games, Dropship is set in the near future, and the vehicles and weapons, although futuristic, are grounded in reality and bear many recognizable traits of modern military aircraft. The game has missions where you must fly low and be spotted, protect vulnerable craft, and deliver slash pick up valuable cargo. Another feature of the game is the VTOL ability VTOL, yes. uh, of most of the game's aircraft, allowing you to switch and hover mode and land the aircraft manually. That is, of course, VTOL for vertical takeoff and landing. I was going to say, yeah, for the, the plane nerds, it's VTOL. <laughs> yes. Vertical takeoff, where's, where's and? You don't include, it should be v, VTOL. VTOL. It's toll? vertical takeoff landing. Well... There you go. I don't agree with that military. <laughs> you don't have to, luckily, not being in the military. Uh, all right, last one for tonight's Hidden Gems on the PS2. Hidden Gams. Is another movie tie-in. But no, no, you know what? It's not a movie tie-in. It's the Page Master. It's a movie tie-in. It's Enter the Matrix. If it's not a tie-in, it's a cash grab. It's no, it cash. was neither. It was part. It was planned as the full part of the story when they, pl- when they wrote the movies, the Animatrix... And the comic and this game all written together to be a complete story. So just another uh, acronym I need to get straight. Okay. Uh, Michael Townsend in the live chat has just said Ben Fubard, that one. Is that 
Uh, effed up beyond all reasonable doubt. No. No. Fubar is effed up, effed up beyond, beyond all, all recognition. recognition yeah. I like mine better. Snafu is situation normal, all effed up. That's Why are Han- we not swearing now? We swear every other that's time. That's what Han Solo said in Star Wars. Snafu. We're all good. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Anyway, Matrix. Yes, anyway, the Matrix uh, it gives you control of two characters from the Reloaded and Revolutions movies, uh, Ghost and Niobe, uh, members of the same group of rebels as Morpheus, Trinity, Neo. Niobe is the captain of the Logos, the fastest ship in the rebel fleet. Uh, Ghost is the ship's first mate. Uh, he's a weapons guru and a deep-thinking philosophical assassin. Uh, the game takes place at roughly the same time as the events in Reloaded. Uh, so you play as either Niobe or Ghost, each of whom have slight variations during their story. Most levels involve controlling players in a third person, using guns, fighting skills to defeat opponents, complete level objectives, yada yada. At any time, players can activate bullet time, which slows down time, giving players the ability to perform actions such as shooting in midair, dodging bullets, and stuff like that you see in the films. Uh, some levels involve one-on-one fighting against single opponents in levels involving vehicles, such as driving a car or piloting the Logos. The style of the gameplay depends on the selected player. Commonly with Niobe maneuvering the vehicles to avoid obstacles, and Ghost will take control of gunfights uh, in oncoming enemies. Uh, a hacking system allows players to enter codes which can unlock special skills, weapons, and secrets, such as a two-player versus mode, which I never tried. Anto was talking about how you fight as a truck. Yeah, you can play as like a civilian or a police car. It's so stupid. It's weird. If I was in the Matrix, I'd be a police car. No, you wouldn't. Would you? would be a... What? Agent. Karate bus. I would be happy with being an agent, actually. <laughs> you would. That'd be cool. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That is my PS2 hidden gems uh, for this time around. Speaking of hidden gems... It's time to polish up those gems because it's time to quiz on your face. Nice. You're ready for quiz. Yeah, you know what it is. I forgot to bring my glasses. I have four multiple choice questions here based in video games uh, depths of uh, scurvy. And uh, I will uh, ask them one at a time and give you four options as to what the correct answer is. Two are from me, two are from our fine high-end Patreons, Michael Town and Dylan the Villain. Thank you. I will uh, (laughs) now read out to you the scorecard. Uh, Jazz is on two. Anto's on three. Braden's on three. Floppy's on ten. So, Anto, you did win last year by the skin of your hairy teeth. Um, Teeth on hairy? (laughs) Sure, that's why you kind of... I'm a misogynist last time I was here. Now I've got hairy teeth. What's next? Weird visual. You should just not comb them as much as you do. Maybe shave the teeth. Just shave them. It's quite distracting. <laughs> Give him a good wash. <laughs> anyway, first question here is from Michael Towns. All right. Uh, <clears throat> and Townsy asks. Oh, you know what? For those who haven't watched before, mm-hmm. uh, Ben will read out multiple choice answers. We're not allowed to buzz in with our names until he's finished the last answer. Correct. You have to wait, Anto, until I finish the last multiple choice question. I'm English. Thank you very much, Synoptic. Not British. <laughs> Uh, Isn't that No I'm from England Yes Oh well okay Is England not included In the British Empire Yeah it is No I'm legitimately asking now I don't know if that's Not kosher The Welsh Okay He also says Wax them teeth (laughs) And then Townsy says With this landing strip (laughs) Okay Let's just Ease off Anto That's my job To give him a hard time Uh, He's so good at it Um, 
In the lyrics to the original Nintendo 64 version of the Donkey Kong 64 intro theme... It's this music question that's not fair. The DK rap, how many times is the word Kong used? Is it A, 14, B, 18, C, 22, or D, DK, Donkey Kong? He's the leader of the bunch, you know him well. He's finally here to kick some tail. He's bigger. Faster and stronger too, he's the first member of the DK crew. Oh, uh, DK. Ben. Donkey Kong. Now you have to wait till I finish. DK. No, no, no. This, this isn't me buzzing in. Yep. I zoned out because I was trying to count in my brain how many there are. Okay. And I do not remember what you said the options were. 14, 18, 22, or DK. Don't know. Okay. I'm going to a DK. 14, 18, or 22. Did you buzz in? No. Floppy. Floppy? 14. Correct. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's 11 for Floppy. Now we laugh, but you were on a big lead last year and then Anto came from oh, behind and beat you by one I, in a tiebreaker. I legitimately thought I had it locked in. Yep. Like I was super confident. Yep. Okay, here we go. In 1995, Windows 95 was the second most installed program on computers. What was the first? Was it A, Wolfenstein 3D, B, Doom, C, the Flying Toaster Screensaver, or D, Strip Poker 3D? Answer. I was about to ask, can we, what was the year again? 95. Anto? Doom. You are correct. Anto, well Anto gets one. Did you know that, Anto? Mm-hmm. How did you know that? Because Doom works on everything. <laughs> Including calculators and fridges. Yeah. Um, and incidentally, Strip Poker 3D for Windows 95 is a real game. Don't ask me how I know that. Is it the yeah, one with Samantha Fox? I mean, I don't know. Not that you're running it in DOSBox on this computer. It's fine. I haven't seen that. No, I'm running a box, all right. <laughs> uh, next one is from Dylan the Villain. All right. Notorious for trying to stump us. Notorious. Let's see if Dylan can do it this time. Got it last time. Dylan asked, how many games were officially released for the failed Virtual Boy console? For the what? Failed Virtual Boy console. Oh, man. Was there 16, B20, C22, or D64? Floppy. Floppy? 22. Yes. How did you get that? I knew it was 20-something or 20. I'm guessing this is based on ones that were released here and in the West, not Japan exclusives. You'll have to ask Dylan. Okay, cool. <laughs> but I, and also because I may have looked up a Virtual Boy thing oh that's not fair this week due to having a conversation about one mm. that is fair that's life I didn't know that was coming and me purchasing it mm. uh, okay here we go last question <laughs> it's fine this one this one's for you Anto this one's got you written all over it oh really this is, this is Anto 101 is it about a bug's life on PS1 yep how'd you oh, guess good because that was my favourite game on PS1 who voiced Stargazer in Mass Effect 3 was it A, Buzz Aldrin, B, Leonard Nimoy, C, Troy Baker, or D, your mother? <laughs> Wait, Stargazer, as in the, the kid at the end of the game? Who voiced Stargazer in Mass Effect 3? Buzz Aldrin, Leonard Nimoy, Troy Baker, Anto. or your mama? Anto? Troy Baker. Incorrect. Floppy. Floppy? Leonard Nimoy. Incorrect. Ah, Anto. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> wow. There you go. I He's thought still that alive. was going to be like a joke answer as well. Like your mother. Yeah, your mother. No, I said as it. well. Oh, I, okay. I got the characters confused. Stargazer 
is the adult talking in the credits scene at the end of the movie after everything happens. Yeah, no, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and just to clarify, Dylan, the villain in the live chat, has said the uh, number of the Virtual Boy games is a combined both Western and Japan. Okay, cool. So he went all in. All the, all the games. All the games that came out in that horrible, headache-inducing console that I love so much because it's so awful and can't play. But we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. We bring you the past, present, and future of video games news, previews, and discussions. I didn't say that at the start of the show. I probably should have, um, considering we've had lots of new people, new faces, new uh, uh, personalities popping up in the chat. Thank you very much for listening to our words with your ears and eating them like some kind of crunchy cereal. Be sure to put some milk on that. Otherwise, it'll get stuck in your throat and probably give you cancer. Uh, Floppy, when you're not getting cancer, what else do you do? Uh, I like to thank the fine (laughs) Patreons. Good, good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, that we glad, have. I'm glad you read that <laughs> I do like to thank the fine patrons that we have that support us and help us uh, achieve this show so I'd like to throw our thanks out to Ash Knight mm-hmm. Karen Knight Dylan the Villain Triple Indy Mike Towns Game Boy Dad Game Boy Dad uh, and of course these are the Patreons who subscribe at that level uh, if you want to subscribe at a lower level not necessarily have us forget to read your name out every show but just <laughs> want your name scrolling down the bottom you can do that for as little as $2 a month and help us keep these mics on because let me tell you our computer is a painful thing that needs constant repairs <laughs> basically bandaged yeah I think it's your internet that's the problem more often these days. Well, that too. We probably need to look at that. Yeah. Uh, Floppy, what else do you like to look at? Uh, I like to look at games that I've, and paraphernalia that I've purchased. Mm, and where can plan I look to at play. That? You can look at it at Floppy Plays Games on Instagram. Oh, really? Can you I? Can. Thank you. Can, you can. Awesome. Uh, I've even done a couple of posts in the last uh, two weeks. Mm-hmm. First one, oh, I got a physical copy of Fortnite. That's cool. I've got an Xbox version of this. So I don't know if anyone, if everyone remembers, but Fortnite came out originally physically mm-hmm. in like, I don't know, what was it, 2017? Yep, and yep. it was a really uh, poor sort of like... Um, it was mainly defense. a single-player combat, and then the... No, it was a tower defense game. Tower defense, yeah. And then the um, the Fortnite that we know and love today was an afterthought, basically. It was a ripoff of PUBG. Mm. And it was, in story lore, it was uh, the characters in the game, Fortnite, going to a training simulation. Mm. And using all the weapons and coming out as number one. But then that took off and they've basically just gone, yeah, that other Fortnite doesn't exist anymore. So it did not take long. I want to say months until Fortnite itself, the physical version was off shelves. Yeah. Well, the biggest mistake that they made, well, PUBG made, was the guy that created PUBG like put out a press release and complained about how Fortnite stole his idea and how they've done this and how they've done that. And, and just it gave, gave them free publicity. <laughs> free publicity. And people, all right, well, I'll try that. And because it was fun, like it, it wasn't gory. There was no It was not at all. Yeah, it, it was just a fun time, and people were like turned to pixels after they were shot. Um, yeah, for, uh, amazing game. That, yeah. That, this is Fortnite is where the um, metaverse is headed. That's and what it's going to be. Other things that I picked up. Well, the last one was I had a really good Resident Evil pickup. So thanks to Ben for the heads up. He gave me the heads up on the Resident Evil Four Collector's Edition for GameCube, which so is something that I've wanted for a long time. Yeah. Did you have both discs in that? Yes. Oh, excellent. Uh, so I started chatting to the fellow that was. Um, that was uh, that was selling that, and we got to chatting, and he found out how much of a Resident Evil fan I am. So he threw in some Resident Evil Outbreak Files Two and Original, which is predominantly an online game, but you can play it offline with AI um, allies because uh, servers for that got turned off a long, so long time ago. AI allies, yes, yeah. And he also threw in a bunch of Resident Evil comics for me as well, that's which nice. was really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. It pays to be nice and chat to people. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. Why so I was really stoked about that. Like that was great. It was a good pickup. Mm. Anto. 
What do you Hello? do? Uh, well, weirdly enough, I've actually updated my Instagram. <laughs> oh, really? Let's have a look. I went for coffee with Coda. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will be doing more of this. Uh, this was it? from Giro Espresso. Oh, Giro Espresso, so, good so, place. Uh, what so they coffee use is that? the fabled Blukmukert coffee. Blukmukert. Blukmukert. Uh, so black market coffee. Uh, fantastic stuff. Um, I can't. I apologize if she's watching. I can't remember her name. The barista who made the coffee. Fantastic job. She's not been there long, uh, from what I understand. Anyway. I especially like the gravity-defying mugs. Mm. Yeah, super gravity-defying. And look at the artwork. Super good. Yeah, it's very good. Very well done. Um, but yeah, uh, the most recent thing on my uh, final Fantosi Instagram is a video clip of me doing stupid voiceover to Titus kicking balls at people. <laughs> or kicking people in the balls. That's terrifying. It's pretty funny. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, I will be updating all of the collection stuff that I've been picking up over the last like six months because it's been a long time since I uh, posted. Um, I believe you've got some cool Final Fantasy stuff. I have some very cool Final Fantasy stuff to show off. I mean, um, I've got forward to a it. big Final Fantasy thing. Yeah, so I'll do that this weekend, I think. So if anyone's interested, it'll be there. Um, other than that, not a whole lot. Cool. Well, I have a couple of Instagram accounts. Firstly is my Mr. Benjamin one, Instagram.com backslash Mr. Benjamin, where I put all my uh, video game collections and pickups for insurance purposes. Uh, basically, my house burns down. I'm in trouble. So this is record for me to go to the insurance company and say, see, here, look, I had all this stuff. So I picked up Kid Icarus uh, yesterday. Really hard to find now. Really hard to find and uh, goes for about $120 to $140 now. Uh, stupidly uh, rare game to find. Um, and so this and Metroid Samus Returns, the remake of Metroid 2, mm. are becoming ridiculously expensive, especially because the eShop's just closed down. So people cannot play it now unless they have it downloaded or they want a physical copy. And because this didn't have a lot of copies out in the wild because it didn't sell terribly well, uh, this is becoming a harder-to-find game. So this was a little bit more expensive than I would usually spend on a DS game, but it was one I knew if I don't get now, the chances of me ever getting it are very, very slim. Do you have the stand? No. No, it was just the cartridge. It was just the game. I know a guy that has the game and the stand boxed. I was talking to one of my uh, fellow collectors who got this when Target were throwing them out for five bucks each. Oh, my <laughs> like, god! Complete. I have a question. Yes. Why do you think this didn't sell well? Because uh, Kid Icarus isn't a brand name or a Nintendo property that is very well known because they pretty much ignored them for a good long time. This, this was like Game Boy, <laughs> the resurgence, and uh, just didn't sell because it's not known outside of Smash Brothers, really. That was going to be my next sort of follow up, and I asked this completely not facetiously to be a dick about it. Do you think it has anything to do with how badly this game plays? <laughs> yes. I, I couldn't play this for more than maybe 20 minutes at a time it's because of a rotoscope, isn't it? You could, I think you could use motion controls, but yeah. it was you move with the uh, left. Way of filming. Yeah. Uh, gyroscope. Gyroscope, that's mm. the one. Um, but you also have the control scheme where you could use the analog stick and the stylus to aim and shoot and stuff. Yeah. And I couldn't get on with either of it, so I sold my copy. <laughs> I think that's the MO. Like, honestly, it's not a game that I'll play very much of. I'll give it a go once or twice, but. I doubt it'll find a permanent rotation um, outside of Chrono Trigger when it's, I'm playing that. It's a shame because, like, visually for the for a 3DS title and like a reasonably early one, fantastic, looks stunning, mm. plays really well, has some cool mechanics. It's developed by Sakurai, so like, you know, it's it's solid all around as far as development is concerned. 
I just feel like it would benefit from being on the Switch now with proper controller support like Twilight Princess got, but better implemented. Mm. Not Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword. There you go. Um, also, you can see there, obviously, the pickups that I talked about last show. There's the van that uh, I, I grabbed because it's cool and fun and full of happy times. Uh, and also, I picked up Pac-Man. Again, I paid a little bit too much for that, but it's $20 less than what it was going for, and I didn't have it, so now I do. Uh, and then, of course, uh, that monster haul I got bef- uh, previous to last show where I got Metroid Zero Missions, Metroid oh, that was insane. Fusion, uh, Street Fighter Alpha, Three and Final Fantasy Tactics, as well as the two Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem games for under three hundred dollars. Um, yeah, two and a half grand worth of games there for under three hundred bucks was great, and they uh, they are beautiful, beautiful. Anto was even looking at first mission uh, before and said you could send that off to get you know CG'd, um, but I refuse to do that. Because yeah, I, I don't agree with it, but if you were to get that graded, it would yeah score very highly. That's really really good condition. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, and then also a fun little side project called Bad Game Arts. Uh, this is where hey, I find where you see Larry? the worst game art to appear in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, sure I don't know what, that is. what this game is, but it's called Bob's Bad Day. Is it because Bob seems to be a disembodied head? It, it could be because Bob's fingers are toes for some reason. Oh, oh he's got I toes. I noticed that. Yeah. He's got tingers. Yep. <laughs> Even his palm looks like a heel. Uh, he's oh. also being attacked by two black spheres, and I think that's the coronavirus in the background there. The one up the top. Oh. Yep. <laughs> this one here. Um, so, yeah, that, that's some, some good old ga- bad game arts. Remember, some bad game arts stuff. with an S. What else we got there? We got uh, bad news baseball. I'm which sorry, is... that is bad be news baseball. <laughs> <laughs> From Temco. Um, this is uh, this game features a boys mode and a girls mode. So Gross. there you go. Uh, ah, yeah, product of his time. And you, you can, I think, play as a rabbit or a catcher who's eating a hot dog because he's quite a, a burly lad. Um, like this, this game cover is filled with so many outdated stereotypes. My head almost imploded. <laughs> uh, and finally, I love this game. Leisure Suit Larry. Yes. Uh, my childhood. This. Now you might not be able to see it, floppy, but Anto, can you see in the bottom right-hand corner that lady, her left eye? What's going on there? Her left eye or the one on the left that we can see that is her right eye? Whatever. It, it's the one that's looking wherever. The one that looks weird? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like she's meant to be looking up and to the diagonal. Yep. But instead, it's like centered and almost looking at you. Yeah, it's quite creepy, as oh. is every Leisure Suit Larry game. Full of creepy creepiness. Hey. Yeah? I know that picture. Because I took it of your uh, box up when you bought it here one time. That's so my know. goddamn game. <laughs> <laughs> it's got hint book included written on it as well. That contains hint book. Contains hint. That's mine. Yep. <laughs> Royalties. Sure. With all the money bad game arts makes, I'll <laughs> give you a cut of two percent. I mean, hundred and seven followers. You're eligible for it. <laughs> for what? Money's nothing. <laughs> eligible for what? All the. I'm a big old influence. Oh, and you may have missed it last time, Anto. But uh, remember when we asked Jazz to comment on uh, bad game arts last time? She pointed out how good they all were. Jazz, because she's an artist, goes, "Oh no, it's really, really hard to like make good art." So I'd rather look at the nice things and blah. Like she's a ray of positivity, which explains why she's with me. It's a great balancing. It's out. a karmic thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, yin and yang. So if you bring that back, Anto. I purposely went in the next day and found the worst game art I could possibly find and asked Jazz to comment on that and she refused to. It's there, that Gump one. 
Oh, Gump. Gump was a great Rallo game. Gump. Rallo Gump. So what can we find that's positive about this abomination? I like the colours. Uh, well, they certainly are colours. I like the demented shark down the bottom. This penguin? Amazing. I love him. <laughs> I, I want to name him Gunter and keep him forever. He also looks high as fuck. Um, there's a free game included. <laughs> Is it called Rallo Gump? <laughs> uh, Eyeball? And good to see the old Twitter birds up there. He's got a job now that Elon's sort of <laughs> oh, that's, shifted him away. Yeah, that's uh, it's a bit conspicuous that it's red. Hey. Anyway, <sighs> that's uh, that's bad game arts on Instagram. Be sure to give us a follow there because um, yeah, look at his spine. That dude's spine. Such a good pecs. game though. Really? Yeah, Fantasy Star's great. Yeah, too bad about the cover. But we've been hacked the Dino. You've been you, which is great. I say that a lot, but it is great that you're you because if you're not, you're someone else. And if you're someone else, then you might be Ben. You don't want that. No, you don't want that because I'm so awesome that mm. the world couldn't like possibly contain mm. uh, the combined awesome energy. We'd mm. render it asunder. Mm. Asunder. Mm. Do you know what asunder means? Mm-mm. It means obliterated, Ooh. absolutely destroyed. Ooh, rough. Mm, mm. Uh, to put it in context, I ripped that hole asunder. I was really hoping you'd cut off the stream before that. 